Hey y'all, hey, it's me, Portia O, your host of Life Be Life and Podcast. And I'm here once again with a new episode, um, episode 21, okay? Come on, episode 21. And <laughs> I'm so excited, per usual. But um, yes, so welcome, welcome, welcome to all. Shout out to my girl, Tam. Anywho. <laughs> I'm super excited. I am grateful to be here with you all today. It is a wonderful, beautiful day. Um, spring day in the Chicagoland area. I don't know why I'm so giddy. Like, I don't know, but whatever. I'm here for it. Um, I'm just excited and grateful to be in a positive space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really enjoy you guys. I really love coming to talk to you all and you know, chatting it up. And I really hope that this podcast and these interactions and everything bless y'all just as much as it blessed me. Okay. We are back for episode 21. And today's episode title is Forever Changed. Okay. And this is where I will be talking about how my kids, those two beautiful, wonderful, very intelligent, very talkative, very uh, <laughs> uh, expressive little girls that were on the podcast episode number 20 last week, okay, and told me all the things about how they saw me through their eyes. Wasn't that so beautiful? Like, for real, it, it took a lot to record that episode. Like, we had a lot of breaks and stuff because you know, these kids be doing what they want to do. Um, but we made it through. Okay. We made it through and I'm surprised it was as long as it was. Okay. <laughs> Cause they was wearing me out, but I would never choose to have it any other way because I wouldn't be here talking to y'all today if it wasn't for those little girls, okay? And I'm grateful that I was able to get that and capture those moments on video, on audio and everything, like to give them a point of contact when they grow up and be like, look, look at y'all. Like, this is what you thought of your mommy at six and three years old. And I want to preface that because some people was asking me like, how old is Mike? Micah's only three. Okay. Micah is three. Leah is six. They are amazing. And I'm just super grateful and thankful that God chose me to be their mother and yeah, so I just wanted to kind of talk about that today about them and like how they changed me. Okay. I want to introduce myself for those who may be new to this podcast, Life Be Life In. Okay. This is a podcast where we talk about how life be over here and life in us via all types of relationships, situations, and everyday things we are experiencing all while in real time healing and learning how to be a better human being, okay? Because what else are we doing it for if we're not trying to be better, okay? Don't just listen in vain. Like, learn something, gain something, get something from here, okay? All right, we, we, we don't want to court, period. Because y'all hashtag the village, and I know y'all be here for all the things. So I'm grateful for you. <laughs> Welcome and thank you. I'm just going to jump right on into the episode which um, I'm going to go into my segment. This is just my life experience, okay? Because I know we all out here experiencing life. You know how we experience in life. Yes, we're going to share some things, but all things are not going to be shared in the exact same way, pattern, or anything like that. So I just want to give you guys a timeline, a viewpoint of how I realized how much I was being changed through this experience, which is motherhood, okay? So I'm going to start from the top of my story, which is, well, child, it started before then, but whatever. I'm going to start from the moment that this beautiful, wonderful baby girl came into my life, which was April 26, 2016. <sighs> I remember before Leah... Tyrannio Lua made it into this world and we were waiting for her debut, right? 
and um, me and my family um, had a pool going on to see, okay, y'all pick this week. You're going to bet on this week. Da, 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 da. It was no money of all. We were just doing stuff for kicks at this point. Who thinks that she's going to come this day or this day or this day? You pick your square where you think she's going to come at. And it was a whole game and we enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't even know who actually won because once she got here, it was a whole thing, like whatever. But anyways, um, it was cool. Um, but she definitely came after the estimated gestational period. I went 41 weeks. Still with that after them inducing me, she still came almost three days later. So, you know, she did what she wanted to do. And that's fine, because um, that's very much who she is today. <laughs> she is that person today, and I love her for it. But yes, my life forever, ever, ever, ever changed on April 26th, which her birthday is coming up. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a whole seven-year-old. Like, make it make sense. Like, anyway... You know, I told you guys before that I had a rough afterbirth, right? Um, well, I, I was in labor with her for 48 hours, and then they gave me a C-section or whatever, and then she came out. Um, she was in the NICU for one night, the first night, and um, I started to experience... Um, fevers and different things like that they didn't know why I kept getting a fever but they wouldn't release me until my temperature regulated so that was like the start of like what was going on with me we were in the hospital like I said before almost a month after I gave birth to her and then we went home and I still had to have a nurse come out a couple of days a week to change my wound back it was a whole thing, okay? But in the midst of that, I remember so clearly the moments when we were in the hospital and I'll be holding my beautiful baby and I'll be nursing her because I was very adamant about me nursing, but because I was sick and um, I wasn't really eating much, all that type of stuff, it was very hard for me to like full on just nurse her only. So I did have to supplement with um some milk or whatever formula or whatever but yeah you know i did the best that i could with what i had at that time we built our connection obviously when i first figured out that i was pregnant with her um it started from that moment and um when i actually got to hold her in my arms because I never knew like I mean I've been around babies before obviously but it's like nothing like having your own baby and me holding her in my arms and just like I was mama bear activated like I was super protective of her even when I was sick I still was like nobody touch my baby don't nobody drop my baby don't nobody <laughs> trying to tell folks how to hold the baby like I was psycho okay um but I just loved her so much and um I was super connected with her and because I was sick I had a little not a little I did have postpartum because I was sick and I felt like I was being less of a mother than I planned to be to her right? Because I wanted to nurse her full time. I wanted to be intentional about our time spending. And yes, I still got to spend time with her and all the things, but I was um, not feeling the best all the time. Or, you know, it was uncomfortable with the whole wound vac thing. You have to carry this machine on me. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Anyways, um, but I built a connection with her and thank God I did get to spend three months with her, which I think is terrible in America. We are so trash with some of our rules. And, and my original plan was only to spend six months, six weeks with her. So imagine, child, I really would have been crazy. But anyway, went to work and I really, like, that was so hard for me. Like, it was, I, it was hard because I had built a connection with this baby. Like, 
I didn't want to leave her. Like, I just wanted to be with her at all times. I didn't really fully, to be honest, trust anybody else with her. And not that nobody else is capable or anything like that. It was just that possessiveness of me and me feeling like nobody's going to do her like I'm going to do her. So, you know, it was a lot. Even to the point that I knew I shouldn't let her sleep with me at night, but if the baby cough in the bed or sneeze or something in her little bassinet, I'd be like, oh no, I need to get her because that's my baby. And so I would hold her in my arms and she would be sleeping right here. Yeah, it was bad. And my husband couldn't do nothing. <laughs> he couldn't do nothing with me. But anywho, um, so yeah, our connection was super strong and even like, yeah, I, I, it was, it was a lot. It was like, I would call my mom all the time. Like, let me see her breathing. FaceTime me, send me pictures. Is she okay? Like I'm at work calling her every five minutes. Anywho, um, obviously she was perfect, but, um, it was just that connection that I felt to her and I just felt like I had to protect her at all costs. Like she was truly a precious and beloved gift that God has given me. And I appreciated that so much. And I took my role so serious. And yeah, but, you know, I made, uh, as she grew, I made missteps, you know, doing things kind of like, learn behavior and different things that I thought you should do as a mother. And as she grew and, you know, um, whatever, like I know I'm supposed to train her up. I think that there's multiple ways to skin a cat, right? And so I had to figure out my groove as far as what type of mother I wanted to be, right? Um, but I did make some mistakes because of my own unhealed wounds within me that I made her feel at times. And now this is not, at that time, I didn't see this. I did not see it until the last few years. Like, oh, like, you know, you've kind of implanted this in her. Um, because she's very loving, so kind, so sweet all of those things, but my baby also can be very gullible or easy to sway. She wants to be liked by everyone. And that's a flaw also that I've dealt with, right? That's something within me that seeks validation from other people that makes me feel like, okay, if everybody else sees it about me or says it about me, then it must be true, right? Um, But that's a two-edged sword because if they saying bad things about you, then you think those things too. But I'm thinking more so from a positive point, okay? Um, but I kind of implanted that in her or instilled that in her like she needs to seek for my validation or her father's validation or anybody else's validation to make her feel loved or accepted. And that's not true, right? Like we don't want to make our kids feel that way um, because again, kids grow up. And they grew up to be adults like me that still seeking that type of stuff from people. And it's not necessary. Like, I didn't see a problem with it until I saw a problem with it. When she was a little older, able to vocalize herself. And then I'm like, uh, why are you so, like, focused on what other people think of you? Or, uh, like, don't don't care about that. Like, if, and if I could go back to little girl Portia and tell her, like, it's okay. And I understand that it's learned and like it's being instilled into you, but like you don't have to have everybody like you. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? So I think she started teaching me that as well. Like it's okay to not be liked or loved by everyone. And it still was hard when I started learning this lesson. And I'm just now, okay, um, almost seven years later. Well, you know, more than, I mean, less than seven years, but I don't want to care at all, but it's hard. It's hard to break that habit, but this is an area that she's changed me to kind of like mirror me. She definitely put a mirror up to me. Like, cause I was trying to figure out like, 
Why is she like this? Like, what is the problem? Well, what? why else is she like this? It's stuff that she learned from being around the same people all the time, i.e. me, her father, her grandmother, and things like that. Like, of course she's going to pick up those type of things or certain things or whatever. So we always want to be careful about what we are displaying to our children or instilling in them or pouring into them, whether it be our fears, our what traumas, whatever, like, but they are great mirrors for us to see ourselves, which kind of takes me into, um, to see ourselves in flaw. They definitely expose our flaws. Okay. And I was like, Lord Jesus, like, I thought I was better off than I was, but baby, when that baby started talking <laughs> and telling me certain things and saying certain things, like even with her saying certain things, I was saying these things around her. And then when she would say them, it would come back to me like, whoa, like why would she say something like that? I'm like, Portia, you talk like that. So why would you expect her not to talk like that? You're literally teaching your children language and how to communicate. So if you communicated snapping off and going off, how do you think they're going to communicate? If you communicate all shy and meek and mild, how do you think they're going to communicate? They're going to communicate the same way that they're taught. Okay. Again, it's the mirror effect and she definitely exposed a lot of flaws in me. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it on her, but I had to do self-reflection and be like, why are you doing that? Why, why do you talk like that? Why do you act like that? Why do you react like that? And it really made me have to sit there and think like, well, why do I do that? I've always been like this, like whatever. But I'm going to teach her not to be like this. But still, like, uh, it's just like, <laughs> it made me check me and be more purposeful about how I am overall. Not just in front of her, just period. Because I didn't like that in her for the fear of people interacting with her will not like that in her as well. If I found it to be a sour taste in my mouth, I'm sure other people will too. So no, we can't do that. But if I'm doing the same stuff in my big age, it's like, ma'am, why are you doing it? Like, I really would question myself. Like, and so I'm glad that that's another area she kind of changed me in and like really to become more self-aware, my behaviors, how I talk, how I react to things, how I do things. And trust me, it was not a walk in the park and still ain't no walk in the park. I am still forever learning how to be better. And I am much more intentional today than I was throughout those years, okay? I want to be very clear. So it's not a walk in the park, but at least I did look into that mirror and like really question like where this was coming from and why do I still choose to operate in this vein when I don't like it or I don't like it in my child. I don't want her to be that person. So why am I being that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like you being a mean, nasty person, but you teaching your kid to be a very sweet and good person. You only can give them what's inside of you. That's a word for somebody. You only can give what's inside of you. So if you are a mean and nasty person, guess what? Everybody that you pour into and give yourself to, that's what you're giving. But if you are a person that is very kind, loving, caring, empathetic, all of those things, that's what's going to pour out of you. And I'm not saying that two things can't be true, right? Because I really feel like at the core of me, I've always been a kind, sweet, loving, empathetic person. But I've also picked up some nasty traits along the way, okay? Like, don't play with your girl. Oh, Lord, see, that's what I get. 
That's the old Portia. We not going back there. But no, for real, for real, like two things can be true. You could still, you could be a wonderful person overall, but you also can have some nasty ways about you that definitely deserve to be checked. You got a nasty attitude, but you're nice to who you want to be nice to. No, that ain't cool and it's not okay. Like check yourself, period. That was another area that she changed me in and it really, it brought to the forefront that I needed to have more self-check-ins and the realizations of, what type of person am I being in this world? Okay. Like I had so many realizations of what it is. And it was just like, God was showing me, connecting the pieces for me, all the unanswered answers that I've had about myself in my adulthood and in my relationships and different things like that. Like, why am I like this? Why, whatever. Like he really just kind of showed it to me. Like it starts from here. From this baby, this little infant, it starts from there and it gradually grows, 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 right? And so that's why I'm always talking about that, y'all. Like, we have to be more purposeful about what we're putting into our kids because they grow up to be these trash adults. Like, this ain't no overnight switch flipped inside of these people like this is homegrown stuff okay i i had the revelation of because i told y'all that um i was very mama bear and i didn't even want child i wouldn't even leave a home with a daddy when i went to the store like it was very bad like very bad and that was my fault i i made a few missteps as a first time mom okay give me grace <laughs> But no, for real, um, I thought I was doing the best with what information I had at the time, right? I was utilizing the tools in my toolbox that I thought were best at that time. But um, I quickly realized that because I was doing all this self-reflection and self-awareness and seeing my flaws exposed through her, I knew like I needed to ask for help. I needed to... Uh, I couldn't do it all on my own. I had to be more vocal and communicate like what my needs were and who I wanted to be, who I am, okay? And um, recognizing like what works for me, what doesn't work for me and kind of like just talking that through and kind of figuring that out for myself. And so then... June 17th, 2019, God blessed me with another beautiful girl, okay? And this baby, oh my gosh. I thought I was head over heels in love with Leah. Like, there is no love imaginable, comparable to this love. Like, I I don't have no space, no room, no nothing to give this type of love again. Okay? And I was like, I told, I think I told this before, but my family, like, I don't, I don't want another girl because I'm not going to be able to love another little girl like I love Leah. Like, God, give me a boy. Like, something different. <laughs> I would love him the same, but I'm just saying, like, it'll be different type of love with a boy than it is with a girl. So I'm just like, there's no way possible I can spoil another little girl like I spoil Leah. Like, there's no way. And God was like, yeah, but there is. Here's another one. <laughs> and he gave me Micah Olubio. Like, oh my gosh. And that birthing experience was totally different okay when I tell y'all it was night and day it was night and day to the point that me and my husband at the time was in the hospital waiting for the other shoe to drop for them to be like so Miss Somalia you have to stay another day or two because we don't know what's going on and da, 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 da. child of people after two days was like yeah so you can go home we was like I could I could go I could take my baby and go. Like, what? <laughs> it was night and day. And I'm telling y'all, that was nothing but God. Because when I tell y'all I prayed down, 
I prayed down. Like, I was fearful, for lack of better words, of getting pregnant again and going through this experience again. But also, my faith was so much stronger than my fear that there's no way that God is going to allow me to experience that same experience as I did the first time where I almost lost my life giving birth to my child, that he's going to allow that to happen again. This is going to be totally different. When I told you, when I tell y'all I spoke that thing and I manifested how my birthing thing was going to be, it was exactly that. Exactly that. And we went right home with our beautiful baby girl. That was a whole new change, right? Because now I'm not a mom of one, I'm a mom of two beautiful girls. Now I have to, uh, Leah's had three years by herself with mommy. And now I have been preparing her while I was pregnant. She was watching my stomach grow. She'll be talking to Micah in my belly and doing all the things. I let her feel her kick and we will be praying about her. I show her the ultrasound pictures and we're just always forever in communication about the baby. I was preparing her to be a big sister. I was just kind of telling her like, you know, so now this is another part of me that is altering, right? Because my focus can no longer be only on Leah. It now has to be on Micah as well. So it changed me from super all about Leah to now I have to teach Leah more about how to share, how to be um, loving and respectable with another person sharing your space and how to share your mommy and your daddy and your honey. Like it was a lot for my baby and I really felt for her, but I wanted her not to feel like she was being replaced or like she's being, um, kicked to the side or forgotten about. And I even told my husband at the time that, you know, you got to be more intentional about spending time with her, like daddy and Leah time. And like, you know, letting her know that she's not being kicked out or nothing like that. Or we love this baby more than we love her. And so that kind of showed another side to myself for me. Like, okay, I'm being intentional about how, she's going to interact with this child because I don't want there ever to be a butting of the heads because they didn't understand their role with each other from the beginning. No, this is your little sister. You're going to love her. You're going to keep her safe while she also does the same for you. Yes, there is an age difference, but there will be no favoritism in this house. There will be no you against her. There's always going to be a bond, an unbreakable bond that y'all going to love each other no matter what. That's your first best friend. That's your first everything. She will come before anybody else and you will come before for anybody else in her life as well. I was very intentional about that because what I'm not going to do is have a house divided or kids that's fighting against each other because they got different situations or different fathers or different, like that wasn't their case, but I'm still saying like, I didn't want there to ever be a thought of you love her more. Never, ever, ever, ever. There's no favoring. You both are favored in Jesus' name, period. And I made that very clear from Leah Little, three-year-old age. I was preparing my baby, okay? Because I knew what was to come. And I didn't want her to have any resentment towards her sister because now she's come in and getting all of this attention. No, you still gonna get all the attention too. And y'all can ask anybody in my family. We don't play about them. <laughs> We don't play about them. You ain't finna like one and not the other. We ain't playing them games. Nia, not, nope, not today. Okay? Child, when I tell y'all, Micah came up in here and shook the room. <laughs> she exposed a whole nother thing inside of me. Like, Micah was born in 2019. She has always from a arm baby been very who she is she ain't about to play with you the baby didn't like nobody <laughs> she still don't like people like that 
She didn't like nobody. The baby would be, I'm a mama's baby, period. She didn't even want to be bothered with her father, okay? I'm just letting y'all know what it was, and that's what it was. And so, um, but Micah always loved Leah. She always looked up to Leah. I have so many pictures and videos of Micah just looking up at Leah lovingly. And like, oh, she loves her big sister. And Leah loves Micah. Like, their bond, like, that time of teaching Leah and also, like, talking to Micah. Like, that's your big sister. Like, I really believe in speaking life. Like, I spoke that relationship and yes, they argue and fuss and fight and stuff. That's what siblings do. But at the end of the day, they love on each other. I've recalled so many of me, us in the bed, and I hear them in their room or something like that. And I hear them talking to each other and like... Leah, I love you so much. You're my world. You're my star. And Leah, I love you too, Micah. You're the best sister in the world. And I wouldn't trade you for anything. And they just be pouring into each other. I got a little emotional because for real, like, I prayed. I asked God for that connection. I always wanted a sister. And I have two sister cousins because we were all kind of raised together. And not to take anything away from me and my brother's connection, but, you know, he was older than me. He wasn't, we weren't interested in the same things. Like, me and my brother didn't get close, close until he went away to college. Like, um, but he didn't play about me. Let's not get it twisted. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I always wanted a sister, uh, somebody to have that bond with. And, you know, that kind of speaks to my relationships with women or girls in the past, like, of always trying to find that bond with somebody like that. And thank God I have that with um, my two sister cousins and my best friend, Kendra. Like, thank God. But, you know, um, yeah, I prayed for that. Like, and to hear them pour into each other and love on each other the way they do right after a fight, okay? <laughs> like, they will fight. And Micah, since she was a baby, always hit Leah. And Leah would never hit Micah. I told Leah that when they were young. It was like, there's no hitting. Mommy don't hit you. You don't hit her. Micah didn't get the memo, but... <laughs> We still working on her, okay? <laughs> we still working on her. Because that baby, we, me and my mom was watching a video not too long ago of her as a baby. She was walking. She had to be like nine months or so. Walking up to Leah, hitting her. I'm like, why? Why? She's a little bully. But anywho, <laughs> y'all pray. Y'all ain't praying hard enough for me. Because listen, <laughs> Michael came in here shaking the room for real and then the pandemic happened and she was seeing me more and more like it was just constant like me and Micah and Leah too like when once the pandemic happened I was overwhelmed with love for these little girls like so overwhelmed with love and it just showed me God's capacity like we as human beings may question like how can God be everywhere and give love to all people and all things at the same time. Like I understand it now because when I tell you the love I have for them is infinite, like there is nothing that could describe properly the love I have for those little girls. Like, and I would give anything for them, anything for them. And I try to show them that every single day of my life. It was It's just such an overwhelming feeling of love. And it's just like, I'm, I'm super affectionate with them and loving. And like, you know, even though I get frustrated and agitated with them, but they are, again, that mirror, they put that mirror right back up to me. I'm like, mommy, you don't have to, like, you don't need, I don't have bad children, Okay. Like some people say kids are bad or whatever. I feel like kids can be bad, yes. But I feel like it's a reflection of what is possibly going on around them. And we need to be more intentional about 
talking to our kids, giving them space to express themselves, but also teaching them. You can give them space to express themselves, but also you have to be in tune enough to set the standard of respect, um, boundaries, all of those things. Like what I get to say, you can't say at your age. And this is why. Explain things to them. It's nothing wrong with having a conversation with another human being. Yes, they are children. But in order for them to learn, just like you want them to learn in school, the teacher's spending their time explaining things to them, breaking it down from the simplest level on, on up. They build up. You give them the foundation and you build up from there. It's the same thing that we are expected to do as parents, right? That's what I, I try to do with them. I try to explain things. I try to make it plain at the level that they're at for them to understand why you can't say that curse word. Yes, you may have heard it on a TV show, but you can't say that because you have more language or vocabulary to express yourself. You don't need to use foul words that this world has deemed to be foul, right? You don't need to use those type of words as a little girl because that's not how little girls, that's not how mommy wants her little girls to talk, okay? I want you to be able to articulate yourself in another way. Do I be over here cussing? Yes, I do. Not to them, nor... I might have a conversation around them cursing, okay? But I also need to clean my own soap, my mouth out with soap, okay? But listen, the Lord is still working on me. But I'm just saying, like, I know that's something that I have to explain to them because they hear things and they see things. They're very clear and open and intelligent, okay? It's really teaching me another change and within me is the patience of it all because I could easily dismiss them and be like, shut up, stay in a child's place, do that because I said so, I don't care about your feelings, but I have to catch myself and I have to tell them and explain to them. And it's patience that comes with that. And again, back to how God is with us. He's very patient with us while we figure out and learn how to be better. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. And they have taught me patience. I thought I was a patient person before. And I think it was really circumstantial because when I, again, y'all know I've worked in the healthcare field or whatever. I've been a CNA, all this stuff. So I enjoy, I am fulfilled taking care of other people. But it's circum that's circumstantial, right? Because other people I may not have patience for. If you try me, I may not have patience for you. But they are really teaching me patience. Micah definitely tries me daily, might I add. And I <laughs> sometimes I lose my patience. Other times I don't. And I just really try my best. No, I don't try. I do my best to recognize the impact that I am leaving, the imprint that I am leaving on my children when I interact with them. And so, you know, obviously that means that more of my flaws are being exposed, especially with Micah, like, man, and then even with Leah, like, and just constantly, like, figuring out how to be within their relationship and how they see me individually and making sure I'm over here with Leah and I'm over here with Micah, but also we're all here to get like, it's a lot. It's the balancing. Uh, that's another thing that changed me. It taught me how to balance things much better. And it still is because Micah thinks she's Leah's age. Okay. She doesn't know. It don't make sense to her that she's three. She thinks she's big as Leah. She thinks she can do all the things that Leah does. Anytime Leah gets invited to a birthday party, Micah wants to go. Like, Micah, you're not Leah's age. Leah, I went to their school for Valentine's Day. Micah was in Leah's class, sitting at the desk, kicking it with the kids. Like, she belonged, okay? But when we was in her class earlier that day, the baby didn't even want to interact with the other kids. I'm like, ma'am, do you think these kids are beneath you? They're your age. <laughs> but she fits in with Leah and her crowd. Like, girl, anyway. 
But no, like they just taught me how to balance. Um, and that's another thing that kind of changed in me, which is also something I'm still working on because I feel like um, my life changed so quickly when I got married, had kids, all those type of things. And just trying to balance all of that and still like find myself and know who I am, and all of those things. Um, but they definitely are teaching me balance and changing how I view that's the biggest thing. They are changing my outlook on this world and how important it is to be a black woman in this world. And I want to be the most beautiful representation of what that is in their life. So because of, of that desire of mine, it's causing me to be more purposeful just keeps coming up purposeful and uh, intentional and um, practical and slow to think and patient and um, learning how to balance things and it can be difficult for me to balance all of these things and I'm trying to balance her emotions and her emotions and while I'm trying to balance my emotions it's a lot but Again, they are changing me for the better because it's something that I've been needed to kind of recognize. And even now as they're older, I'm learning how to set boundaries with them that I haven't had before. Like, you know, I'm sure y'all hear mom say all the time, like, I can't even go in the bathroom without the kids coming in the bathroom with me. Like now I'm at the point that... um in order for me to be at my best, kids, and they have shone the light on this as well, that I need to be able to have privacy and I need to be able to have a moment to myself. And so when mommy goes in the bathroom, I don't want you girls to just come in and sit down and hang it all over me while I'm trying to do my thing. Like, it's enough. Like I get that all day when they're with me, that's all day. And so I want to be, uh, I had to learn how to set boundaries, even with them and let them know, Hey, you know, mommy needs time. Just like you get to go to the bathroom by yourself and do your thing or whatever. Mommy needs that time too. And so when mommy's in the bathroom, if you need something, if it's something of urgency, um, if it's an an, uh, an accident or whatever, like knock on the door. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mommy, I need this. Or hey, mommy, this is what's happening. Okay, don't just barge into the bathroom and come and take over my time because mommy needs time to be. Mommy needs time to breathe. Mommy needs time to gather herself, okay? But I, that's something that they've made me realize about me. Um, before... I didn't think that that was something I needed. But because I'm trying to be much more in tune with myself and recognizing what it is that I need to be my best Portia for them, the best mommy for them, and also for me, I have to set up boundaries. And not only with them, it's made me set up boundaries in all of my relationships, right? So it's just another thing they kind of like, reflected to me like this is something you need mom like okay again being intentional about the time that you spend with somebody and I feel like I used to always kind of do that but now like for real for real like kids all they be wanting is your time like they don't yes they love the amusement parks and all the toys and the bells and the whistles and all the things but what really matters to them is you spending time we could just do a little picnic in the floor for dinner. Like, oh, let's get the cup. Like, even watching a movie, like, let's get snacks and let's get the covers. And they, um, for spring break, had decorated the couch. Or not decorated, but like, yeah, they had got all their throws and blankets and pillows and everything. And they set up each one of our sections and um, made little signs and all types of things like that brought them so much joy, so much joy, just because I was purposeful about how 
I was spending time with them. I was being present in the moment. I wasn't on my phone and doing all the things and like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, and I am guilty of doing that at times, but they will call me out. <laughs> it's the accountability for me. Like y'all better hold mommy accountable. Okay. Which is why I got like this big wall calendar to write out our schedule and the different things we're going to do and like cooking and all that type of stuff. And so they can hold me accountable. I have never before wanted to be held accountable. Most people shy away from that. Like, no, mm -mm, you stay over there. Like, I don't want to hear. Like, but I let my kids tell me the truth. They tell me, mommy, you didn't have to say it like that. That hurt my feelings. You know what? You're right. My tone could have been different. Mommy's just a little agitated. Checking myself. I would have never done that in the past. I'm like, I don't care, just me. And da, 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 da. And then go in my room and be like, hmm, I told them they ain't finna mess with me no more. Why are you so angry? <laughs> they ain't even do nothing. They just asked if you wanted such and such. Allowing individuality is another space. Like, and um, because they are girls and I... I low-key wanted twins, and I kind of told them that as well. Like, y'all are twins that's three years apart. Like, you know what I'm saying? But because Micah loves her sister so much, most of the time she wants to do and dress and be everything that Leah is or whatever. Leah say pink her favorite color. Micah want pink be her favorite color. Leah want to go do this. Micah want to do this. Like, Micah's all about pleasing <laughs> Leah to an extent. Because when Micah wants to do Micah, she is very much so, no, I don't want to play with you right now. I'm going to play by myself. I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, she she has a mind of her own, but she looks up to her sister. So, I don't even like the color pink like that, like most girls do. Like, pink? Oh, my gosh, pink. No. For either one of their baby showers and things like that, I did not have pink color scheme because that's not me. Okay? Even when it came to decor, all those things, but Leah gravitated towards pink and so so has micah leah's favorite color now is rainbow micah's is pink whatever but um i didn't push that on them like mommy doesn't like pink so y'all don't have to y'all can't like pink like i'm not buying you pink no i don't care for pink but now that they're able to vocalize for themselves that they and i even before they vocalized for themselves, I would get them some pink things, but it wouldn't be like your whole wardrobe is pink because you're a girl. That's what I'm saying. Like when they were able to tell me like this is their individual styles and Micah likes to wear skirt, uh, dresses, skirts and tights to school most days. And Leah likes all things rainbow. Like she, you know, whatever. And Micah's very much so into superheroes and she loves all of that. Leah does too, but Leah's not like, I want to dress up like a superhero. Micah's like, I want to be Spider-Man. Like, I am, like, and I could easily be impressionable up on them and be like, no, Micah, girls can't be superheroes. No, Micah, you can't be Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a boy. Like, or tell Leah, like, it's too much rainbow. Like, enough. Pick one color and be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, but I allow them to be their own individual selves. All while I'm still learning my individual self, right? And doing all things that Portia loves to do and what Portia wants and who Portia is. And so I, um, it's another area that I have changed in because I used to be more controlling. And I don't try to control them in the space of who they are and their creativity and who they want to be. So I'm very loose with that um I try to I don't try to I guide them as much as I can and again I constantly have com com communication with them and conversations like well why do you want to be Spider-Man what makes you attracted to this or what do what do you like about this rainbow so much like you know just try to be more in tune with them which constantly builds that connection between us just like we saw on last week's episode how much they knew of me or through their lens of how they view their mom. I know them and I'm glad to know that they know me too, to an extent. <laughs> 
because kids still have that wonderful thing called imagination and they believe and see what they want to see and believe, okay? They're not too in tune with mommy. Like, they paying attention to all the things, even though they be all up in my rib all day, every day. But still, it's just like certain things just kind of fly over their head, which is fine. They're kids. And that's that's where they should be about most things concerning me. But um, I'm glad that overall their experience of their mother is a loving one and a caring one. And they didn't say, even though I be hard on myself because I am flawed and I mess up and I do um, get agitated at times and angry and upset and things like that with them, not once did they say that stuff. Not once did they point out my flaws in that area, right? They never once said, I mean, you do this. And it's like, you know, it, it just came from a place of love and that's how they truly see me. And I'm glad that, and that just showed me that what I am doing as a mother, as their mother, and all of the changes that they have made me face and have to do and the transformation of coming from Portia to mommy has been an amazing one because I was blessed with two amazing, brilliant, wonderful, kind-hearted, selfless, miraculous girls. And I am forever grateful that I get to pour into them all of the things that I now know I was missing as a child that could have kind of helped me if they would have been given to me to utilize in my toolbox. I'm grateful that I have the chance and opportunity to give them all of the things that I have learned through this metamorphosis <laughs> um, and that they will be strong, but very gifted women in this world that will be able to stand and know who they are without a shadow of a doubt because their mother did the necessary self-work in order to pour into them that their cup will never go dry and it will never be empty because they have not only me, but each other, but more importantly, God. And so I am grateful for forever being changed by these two beautiful, <laughs> treasured gifts that God has gifted to me. I know that they have a great anointing and um, purpose on this earth. And even day to day, God uses them to talk to me and to show me his love and his kindness and to assure me that it's not all in vain. And for that, I will forever be grateful. So yeah, that is how I am forever changed. And I will continue to change and evolve and be great as they do the same. So yeah, that is just my life experience. And before we go to our next segment, I would like to introduce you all to Shop Lene.
We're back. Thank you so much, Shoplane, for being all that you are. Remember, if you want to try, not if you want to try, when you're ready to try Shoplane's products, please go to the website that is in the description box of this episode, and you can type in at checkout the promo code The Village because. It's only for the village, this discount code. So please go check out Shop Lene. Bless that small business, quote unquote, small business, but it's actually a big business because we speak in life into it, okay? Go check out Shop Lene. Thank you so much. So going into our next segment, which is shining some light on life, okay? And this segment is where I talk about shining some light on something I've enjoyed and support it. Uh, family, friends, news, connections, etc. And today's thing that we're going to be shining some light on is something that me and my babies love truly, okay? It's a song. Um, this whole soundtrack is amazing. It's a song by um, that is on Trolls' first album. It's sung by Anna Kendrick. And the song is called Get Back Up Again. And me and my babies love this entire soundtrack since Michael was like a little, little baby. Um, and Leah was, you know, three. We will always listen to these songs, play these songs at their birthday parties, do all the things. But this song in particular, okay? Y'all know y'all girl be going through it. And so um, the words to this song, it's just like encouragement. Like no matter, I'm not giving up today because nothing's getting in my way. And if you knock, knock me over, I will get back up again. So, yeah. <laughs> and this song, um, she was just talking about, like, no matter what. Like, I don't care how many things is thrown at me, no matter what. I'm going to get back up again and up again and up again. Like, because if you knock, knock me over, you knock, knock me over. I will get back up again. <laughs> We love this song. This soundtrack is an amazing soundtrack. If anyone wants to listen to it with their kids or even by themselves, uh, because, you know, it's Justin Timberlake and Kendrick. It's a bunch of people on the, the soundtrack that's singing the songs. But um, this particular song, Get Back Up Again, will speak to your soul, okay? Um, and if you need a little encouragement, a little whimsical encouragement, um, a little jovial um, playful encouragement. This is the song for you, okay? So I'm just shining a little light on, little light of life on Get Back Up Again on the Troll soundtrack, okay? So go check it out when you get the chance, all right? All right. So <laughs> just want to do that for my babies because we love that song for real, for real. And it's super encouraging. Now moving on to the next segment, which is Life Be Life in Us All, okay? Hey, The Village, this is where I will have all of my listeners, friends, and family submit news, topics, and other requests for me to talk about, okay? And you can submit those to my email, which is lifebelifer at anchored in LLC. You see it on the screen, all right? And also, you can DM me on any of my social media platforms because I am on the TikTok, the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTubes, okay? Hit me up and let me know what y'all want to hear, what you're feeling, what you're doing, how you're feeling and all of the things. I appreciate all like subscriptions and shares on my videos. And also please feel free to comment because I read all of the comments and I am here for all of the things. And um, yeah, I just want us all to be great, all right? And while you over there doing all of those things, don't forget to stop by my Amazon, okay? Because life be over here, life and us all, y'all know I got some tools to offer y'all. So my planners and my journals are still available on Amazon for purchase. Again, my planner is a self-filling planner for your calendar, but all the other things I'm telling y'all, I got affirmations up and through there for you. I got some weekly things that you can ask for yourself. Like, did, how did you take care of yourself this week? Who made you feel triggered this week what is going on with you this week did you accomplish something were you productive whatever look it's a lot of things i said up in there but please go get it track your fitness do all the things and don't forget the companion piece my beautiful journal okay because it is very nice the cover 
of it, it just gives you smooth and calm and peace. And you're going to want to write all your little heart out up in there. So I'm telling you, it's wonderful. And it also has some of my Speak Life affirmations throughout it as well. So please, 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 thank you. If you want to support my podcast by not only just listening to the podcast, but also patronizing me by ordering some of my planners in my journals and even if you don't use them give it to somebody else that you feel like would utilize it okay i'm telling you it's a great investment and trust me you're going to be back for some more i do have some merch coming out very soon who child i know i've been telling y'all this for a minute and it's coming it's coming it's coming so please be on the lookout on my social media platforms for that and thank you as always for being here and being a part of the hashtag village all right and so we're gonna go into our last segment which is speak life all right speak life because that's what we do over here it's power of life and death in the tongue and we're gonna speak it until it happens all right this is the segment where i leave you with a call to action for yourself but not only for you it's for me too okay don't be thinking i'll be over here just speaking life to y'all or for y'all I'll be over here speaking life, for real, for real, okay? So I'll leave you with these words to hold on to until next time. Today's Speak Life affirmation is, I must always embrace change to gain constant self-improvement. Again, today's Speak Life affirmation is, I must always embrace change to gain constant self-improvement. You heard it. You say it. You write it down and you remind yourself to speak that thing and make it happen because life be out here life in us all. I love you all. I appreciate you all for tuning in to this episode. Shout out to my editor, Bria, my sister cousin. Thank you so much. She is also the owner of Shop Lene because she got all the gifts and talents. I told y'all to get y'all some friends and family that can do all the things. Anywho, I appreciate you guys for everything. Always checking me out. Thank you again for loving on my babies, Leah O and Micah O last week. And um, I hope that this episode finds you well and God continues to bless and keep you all in his perfect peace, health, and wealth. See y'all next time.